International Broadcasting lives on 5085. The big one. WTWW. Please stand by as we get ready to launch another episode of this Reality Radio Cafe Cast with your host and my husband, Denny J, K5DCC. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition, lift off. Now grab your glass and get ready to fill it up with some radio on the rocks. Vehicles pitching downrange. Oh, this is a big day for Denny J. Why is that? Well, you're going to get something in the mail today. Oh, is that today? Theoretically. Yeah. Well, that'll be exciting. Did you know that? Did you know that all questions from anyone anywhere in the world can be answered with one of two responses? So ask me a question. What is your QTH? It all depends. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's one answer. The other answer is... Theoretically, <laughs> but in, in this particular question, it all depends where I am at the time. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> what do you wear under your shorts? What did it I look? Dep- it all depends. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's like your deal yesterday, GOTA. Gotta, gotta go, gotta go. Can't wait, gotta go. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually getting kind of excited about this. There was another Zoom meeting last night, and the one of the the old timers talked about how he has modified the antenna situation. This, this local club came in first last year in points in in field day and they want to do it again and they know that they've got a target on their back because other people are other clubs were close behind let's say you know look 200 points or so behind and uh they've got a target on their back so he talked about his antenna design changes and it was fascinating. I mean, the the dedication of these old timers to improve the technology uh, to make more contacts in a 24-hour period was just fascinating to me. Now, I do, and I'm going to participate. Uh, I'll be one of the 10 or so, 10 or 12 people that will be on the radio. Uh, in what they call the GOTA group, G-O-T-A, Golf Ontario Tango Alpha, which I think is the acronym for Get on the Air. I don't know for sure. I've forgotten. That would make sense. But uh, it's for new hams or for people like me who who haven't been on in decades. Uh, And I take it we can only participate in on the GOTA radio for just this first year, right? I don't know all the rules, but anyway, it's it's a fascinating process, and I learned the, the difference between FT4 and FT8. FT4 is more than two times faster in terms of the number of contacts you make, and of course that uh, piles up the points. So actually, it's just the opposite ft4 is slower it no takes it takes you're, longer to make a contact you're you're wrong says the professor <laughs> let's do a video cafe cast of professor jim talking about ft4 well well wait till i've actually made some contacts on ft4 <laughs> but it's it's <laughs> too it's too well first of all the FT8, the transmission is what, 15 seconds? Yeah. And 
and uh, FT4 is like uh, seven seconds or something. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's more. No, you're wrong. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm going to Google it. I'll put in FT4 and FT8 in good old Google, and we will see what pops up. Uh, I'm going to look at the qrznow.com, FT4 versus FT8, a new mode. What's the difference? Right. I'm right there at the top of the list. Is this going to be a video? I don't want a video. I want something to read. <laughs> yeah. What? Doesn't look like it's going to give you what you want. No. All right. I'll go to another one. FT4 protocol for digital contesting. Faster, more contest-friendly FT4 digital pro uh, protocol. Wow. You're right. Professor Jim wins. What prize would you like today? Of, of you win course. the T-shirt. It'll be, it'll of be coming course. this next week. <laughs> of course, I'm right. <laughs> by definition, by definition, I'm right. <laughs> no, you're right. So I'm wrong. Apparently, FT4 was invented for contesting, and because of that, it was invented to be faster than FT8. Well, why in the world am I hanging around on FT8? And why is everybody else down there? Well, because there's a lot of people on there, and it's easy It's easy to make contacts. And, but if you're trying to make the most contacts in a period of time, FT4 would be better. If, if there are people out there on FT4, you know, if you're, if you're contesting. And why, and, wouldn't there, why wouldn't there be? Well, probably during I mean, the, yeah. probably on field day, there will be. You know, but it depends, like any ham radio contact, it depends on how many people are on a particular band at that time, you know, so, or that mode at that time. So if, if you're trying to do FT4 and you're not making very many contacts, you might try FT8 and there might be more people on FT8. Who knows? But anyway, mm. I, I found that kind of interesting apparently it operates the same way and you can use the same software to activate it so yeah. what, what what i'd like to have happen is i'd like you to explore that and then give me a demo because that makes my gonna, learning I, a, a whole lot quicker i'm gonna hate, do it right right now i hate to figure out things all by myself i'd like yeah. to get i like to get other people to do the the footwork for me are you uh, figuring out your 7300? Is that pretty simple I haven't, to run? I haven't turned it on yet, but I did put on the uh, Anderson pole connectors on everything. And today, my uh, ground wire to tie together my own gr ground rod with the house supply ground rod the uh, copper wire to do that will arrive today. And so my goal for today is to install my station ground out to the ground rod. And if there's time and it's warm enough, <laughs> then, <laughs> then I will use, well, that copper wire may not come till late afternoon. So maybe that's a task for tomorrow. Uh, but then I want to tie the, my own ground rod and lightning arrestor over to the the supply ground rod which i've located and it's whitish i was worried that it might be aluminum but i've now since read that oxidized copper is whitish so first thing i'm going to do is take some uh, steel wool out there on that supply ground rod wire and rub it a little bit and see if there's copper underneath. So well, there you go. I'm not old. I'm just oxidized copper. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you're getting I, there too. I've never, I've never seen white oxidized copper. I don't think now there's parts of my house that had copper. You know, when the house was built, it was shiny 
uh, copper, you know, covering a, a, a oh, I don't, what are the what are they called? Those little things that stick out beyond the normal wall. Anyway, part of the part of the roof is shingles, and part of the roof is copper. And of course, over the years, that copper has essentially turned black. And I'm I'm familiar with with darkened copper. I just never have experienced whitish copper. Have you? No. I've I've seen greenish copper. Yeah. But not whitish. You know, I'm over here on the uh, FT4 frequency, which on 40 meters is 7.04750. I see all kinds of signals in the waterfall, but nothing is being decoded. And I'm in FT4 mode. What is going on? Here's what it sounds like. Yeah. Nothing's happening. Maybe that's why nobody does it. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I get nothing. A, no, no, no decoding whatsoever. It supposedly does work, you know, <laughs> but I don't know. Have we never tried it? I have no idea. This is weird. I'll have to read the article more. Maybe watch some YouTube videos. That's where I always go to to learn this stuff. Did Did John Portune discuss his top hat? Yes. <laughs> Had you seen that? Oh, yeah, that's right. You saw the presentation at your club. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's really funny. The insulator hat. <laughs> yes, he took he took care to try and prevent the RF from getting into his brain too. So. Yeah, yeah. Asked him about the SWR deal, and he said, uh, "Anything will radiate as long as you got a good match." And. Uh, he has all kinds of experiments he never told us about. He showed us one was a picture of a plastic gutter pipe mm -hmm. sticking up in the air with this aluminum tape spiraled around it like a barber deal, you know? Yeah. Going up to a birdhouse on the top. It's the disguise. It's a birdhouse. But then he fed that thing, and that became his uh, antenna, and it works. <laughs> So anything will radiate if it's got the right match. Now, what does he mean by the right match? The 50-ohm match. So he's and he, also, he also talked about making sure that you do that at the, at the end of the feed line you know, on the antenna. Don't do it on your radio end. Yeah, he just goes outside and yeah. hand tunes it when he changes yep. bands. He calls that a non-resonant antenna. He said and, all of these are non-resonant antennas. Hmm. No, the antenna does not need a tuner. It has a ballon, and I've downloaded okay. his STL file to print the ballon. Uh, to, you, you can just coil up the co coax and tie them with cable ties, but that's just way too simple. I've I've got to three <laughs> yeah. D print something that holds the coax. Oh yeah, yeah. It yeah. just lo looks two so halves, much. Two halves. You you roll it you roll it up. It's even got the little uh, coax lines in it, and then it's got yep. a hinge on one side, and you just snap around it and lock it yep. right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so uh, I've downloaded his file, and uh, I had a question about whether it was uh, printed with supports or not. That's and and I emailed him and he said, "Yeah, I use supports." So when when I sliced it, it was going to be a seven hour. Yeah, he's a, he's a genius. Yep, he is. I think he would like to join us if we move this up. So maybe we ought to consider moving this up from seven to eight, if that works in your schedule. Oh, it worked fine for me. I, I I'm an early yeah. riser. Um, curiously, I wake up when the sun comes up whenever that is so I get more sleep in the winter with the shorter uh, shorter sunlit days than I do in the summer because somehow or other the, the early morning light just wakes me up whenever that is now it's on mm -hmm. the uh, you know about 7 o'clock uh, yeah. but when when the longest day, which I think is sometime in June, comes, I'll be I'll be getting up, you know, 
probably six o'clock or six thirty or something. It just the light wakes me up. So you don't like the light, huh? Is that why you go down the basement all the time? <laughs> <laughs> no, I go down in the basement because that's the only place my my wife doesn't go. So my stuff spreads out over the floor, and <laughs> I I just have a little path I can get through the basement. I've really got to clean this up, but professors never ever get rid of a book <laughs> and I was a professor for 37 years and I've got an enormous number of books an enormous number of magazines just in fact there was a there was a photograph of Jean Piaget the educational theorist that appeared on Facebook the other day. And I thought, this guy, I must have modeled this guy. And I'm going to try, I'm actually going to try and find that picture because this is me. Um, Let me see, Facebook. By the way, all these signals I'm hearing on the FT4 frequency are ft8 signals that's why nothing was coming across okay so nobody's on it the right uh, right now on that band well this frequency is supposedly for ft4 and it's it's got a whole bunch of ft8 signals on it it's like nobody wants to do ft4 which makes no sense to me if it's so much faster they can make more contacts and get that that award quicker well, you'd think that's what it was. Now, what's curious is apparently you get two points for a digital contact and only one point for a single sideband voice contact. But, you know, I think I think of FT8 and FT4 as the perfect medium for introverts. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you'd, all you have to do is double click on a call sign once and let it do the work for you. So. That's right. You don't actually have to ever open your mouth. (laughs) That's right. But that's your gift, though. You know, if you get out there doing single sideband or AM with your, are you, by the way, you're going to bring your 7300 and volunteer its services to this contest? Oh, oh no. Everything's all set up. They don't walk, they don't want anybody, they don't want to even walk ins because, uh, They they want you know they want you to devote a four or five hour period and sit in the they want warm butts in the chair and they don't want you know people coming in just oh can I make a contact or two no that's because the mere act of taking off your headphones and letting somebody else put them on is lost time right (laughs) yeah I'm looking at your picture (laughs) that's Sean Piaget Uh, yeah. uh, educational theorist, and this is a man after my own heart. Actually, <laughs> is that a radio he's listening to? Uh, who knows? I, uh, you know, it's. Uh, and what is that uh, case with the handle by his feet, all oh. covered with dust? Oh, it could be a typewriter case or something. Who knows? Piaget <laughs> uh, was a. I remember in grad school reading articles by Piaget in educational theory and so forth. So uh, just th- just think the contents of all that stuff was somehow in his skull. Yeah. Wow. I can't imagine. I'm kind of an empty head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make contact with the K8TE. I got uh, an acknowledgement, but we're having troubles getting the message across, finishing up this thing. Can you hear that humming in the background when it keeps I up? can. Okay. That's, yeah, that's my transmitter. Oh, Is here it- you go. Roger, Roger, Roger. I got the contact confirmed now, so I've got to open up my logging part of HRD so I can say, okay, and have it transfer over. Okay, it's done. Now I go. Okay. Is that your first FT4 contact? No, no, this was FT8. The oh. guy was from Rio Rancho, New Mexico. K8TE. So that means I'll have another person looking me up on QRZ 
seeing my links to the cafe cast and probably subscribing to my YouTube channel. That's how I can build this up. I need to be radioactive. <laughs> other than Daniel, do we know how many devoted listeners we have? <laughs> <laughs> devoted. Well, if you look at the, uh, the anchor.fm site, it tells us we have 82 regular listeners. Okay. But the numbers are going up other than that. I don't understand how that works. I think a lot of people don't subscribe. You know, I look at my podcasting apps, and if I actually subscribe, then it downloads it automatically to my phone and takes up memory. So I don't do that. I just go to it when I want to, to listen to something. So I, I think that's that's the dedicated number. 82 regular listeners means they subscribe to it. Well, that's not bad. No. I mean, it's, it's, not. nothing, it's nothing like the 70,000 or something that some of these video podcasters have. But what is it today? I'm looking at the uh, the daily chart, the graphics, the data, based on the data, which speaks. We need to interview our data, see what it can tell us. <laughs> exactly. By, by the way, I was thinking, wait, waiting for my real antenna to go up, I found a roll of speaker wire, and I was thinking about, uh, let's see, I have to, oh, it's out in the garage. My pass-through, my pass-through, I think, has a connection for just a single wire, as if it was a random length long wire. And I was thinking about just yep. tinning the the end of the speaker wire and shoving it in where the coax connector would go in the transceiver and running it outside and just unrolling it and laying it across some bushes just to as a receiving antenna. But at least it would let me receive while I'm waiting for my real antenna to go up. All-time plays on my podcast, 26,131. Estimated audience, 83. Unique listeners, 178 in the last seven days. I'm sure all the other podcasters would just be laughing at us, but <laughs> we laugh in the podcast. We love to laugh here. Well, that's <clears throat> It's better to laugh in the podcast than have people laugh at us. Yeah. Okay, here's a question for you. Here are some of the podcast platforms. Apple, Podcast Addict, Overcast, Stitcher, or Other. Which one do you think is the top of the list? Mm, it all depends. <laughs> uh, it was listed in order. So Apple was at the top with 25%. Well, let's... That's not it's that's not surprising. Now, I don't know if I like listening on Anchor, and I've had other people complain too. So, Anchor, if you're uh, out there listening to our podcast and considering putting us up at the top of your list, <laughs> why is there the big long gaps between segments? You know, I used to do it built directly in Anchor every segment and adding music background or whatever. And often between those segments, there's this long gap. These people hang and wondering, is it done? And you'll notice that between the commercial, which is promoting Anchor, and the bulk of our podcast, which is done as one audio file uploaded, sometimes it, you wait for minutes before it starts to play. So, uh, Anchor, you need to get that straightened out. I've heard a lot of people complaining about it. So I don't usually recommend people listen to it there. I like to recommend something like uh, my favorite favorite Apple-centric platform, well, besides Apple, Overcast. Mm. Overcast is a great platform, really designed for the iPhone, actually. Is so here my stomach gurgling? Are you... I thought you passed it. Yeah, well, I haven't eaten anything here today. My coffee is just kind of clearing the way. I've had <laughs> about 2.45 cashews. Ooh, I love cashews. I get 40-ounce containers of cashews 
two and a half pounds, one point one three kilograms for Daniel. <laughs> so are you one of those guys that has a little scale and you actually measure out your serving sizes? Uh, when I uh, cook for myself, no. But when I bake, I do have a scale and I, uh, I measure everything uh, metrically in grams. And you're a intermittent faster? I'm an intermittent faster. And I uh, used to be a, a big breakfast guy, you know, bacon, eggs, toast. Yeah, yeah. And I do not eat breakfast at all. Really? That works no. the best for you, huh? Yes, because that gives me, uh, from from supper to lunch, gives me a 24-hour fast every day. So what's your window? No, not, no that's not 24 hours. No, that's, what, 12 hours or something. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little bit slow on the arithmetic this morning, but anyway... <laughs> Uh, 24 hours would be supper to supper, but I go supper to lunch every day. And so that gives me uh, uh, 12 hours of fasting each day. What is your window, supper? You always eat at supper? Well, yeah, I eat lunch and I eat supper. Oh, do you ever do the OMAD? What is that? One meal a day? No. Uh I haven't because the the first fasting pattern I tried, which was three days a week of, you know, let's see, no, that was two days, was it two or three? It's been a while now. Um, yeah, I think it was. I think it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I I had I went supper to supper. Um, so yes, that was one a day and the other days I went supper to lunch and it, the weight, the weight came off. And once I get down to a weight that I was comfortable with, I started reintroducing carbs and, uh, continue to just skip breakfast and I exercise and I'm able be, between, uh, Fast between not eating breakfast and exercise, I can eat apparently all the carbs I want. Which and I'm a I'm a bread lover. I love pancakes. Mm -hmm. So I have sourdough pancakes with maple syrup literally every day because I've got to keep my sourdough starter active. Oh, and sure. rather than, rather than just throw away the uh, when you when you keep a sourdough <laughs> starter active active you throw some away and add some new flour and water each day and rather than just flow throw away i make pancakes <laughs> so 50, 50 grams of flour and 50 grams of water are what i refresh my starter with every day so that 50 grams of flour i turn into two sourdough pancakes with butter and maple syrup yum and that goes with my cafe americano, with my fresh baked coffee beans, mm. and it's like I'm in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we like to do the OMAD. Yesterday we just had a two hour window for the evening, and we didn't eat much then either. I ate uh, sardines and uh, salad. Um, but if you if you even stagger that, eat one meal a day and then keep moving it ahead, you can fast for 24 hours or more a day or, you know, a typical day. And that really knocks down the weight, too. I fasted for seven days twice now and lost uh, 20 pounds each time. Well, and both of us are aficionados of Dr. Jason Fung, F-U-N-G. And we might mention that Dr. Fung's name, for those listeners out there who struggled with weight and tried all kinds of ways to to lose weight, and I highly We've got Ben out here, too, in our group that joined yesterday. I don't know if you saw him joining us. Ben is a, a good friend on Zello. He uh, also is an OMAD 
he does it faithfully every day and he eats whatever he wants for his one meal yeah and uh the rest of the time he doesn't eat and uh swears by it well i'm on i get on the i either take a about a 21 mile bicycle ride or i hike five miles or i get on the exercise bike for 90 minutes religiously every day and that's that's how i'm able to maintain my lost weight and eat whatever i want in terms of carbs yep and you have the liberty 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 legs (laughs) (laughs) you know what commercial i'm talking about don't you yes 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 (laughs) well you're referring to did, did I already tell that story on the on the group here or was that did I tell that story privately to you uh about what calf about big calf about, about my leg presses at LA fitness oh yeah you did tell me that i don't know if it was on this or not but go ahead well i'll i'll make it brief <laughs> anyway when i retired i joined LA fitness which for the non us listeners that's a uh, exercise club has all kinds of machines and a swimming pool and a hot tub and so forth and exercise and it's out classes. in los angeles too he rides his bike out there every day so <laughs> uh anyway um i was determined to kind of get in shape and lose some weight and uh even had a, a fitness coach for a while at any rate when i was in grad school there was a machine I exercised on in which you kind of sit in a chair, you're at a slight incline, and you put your feet up on a platform which has weights attached to it, and you push your uh, your feet, you extend your legs out to move the platform. So it's really a, a leg machine. And I, I, when I was in grad school, I could do 500 pounds, and that was the limit of that machine because that machine just had a pin that you would pull out and insert for different amounts of weights. And the most weight you could put on that machine was 500. So after I retired, I thought, well, I wonder if I can get back to 500. And I'd been doing, uh, oh, about 160 pounds or so in my regular exercise routine. And I thought, well, I'm going to just increase 10% of the uh, every few days. Well, 10% of 160 pounds is not very many pounds. It's 16 pounds. So I added that, and that was no effort mm-hmm. at all. Absolutely no effort at all. And uh, so then I increased it another 10%. Of course, as time goes on, that 10% is more weight, but you're also used to more weight. Well, pretty soon I got up to 300 pounds and 400 pounds. And at LA Fitness, there's always these young guys, and I I say somewhere between 25 and 40, let's say, or even 35. And they tear their T-shirts down the side so that you can see their ripped abs. And, uh, (laughs) And there's no other reason for tearing your shirt down the side, right? (laughs) <laughs> just get a bigger shirt <laughs> yeah so anyway uh, it, it's courtesy when you get up from a machine you remove whatever weights you've put on that machine so that the next person coming to that machine doesn't have to take them off and they can put on their own weights at whatever their weight level is so after a while these ripped young guys would would get up They'd be, be done, and they'd have like 350 pounds on on the machine. And I'd walk up to them, this slightly overweight uh, uh, guy close to 70 years old with a white beard, with a pot belly. And I'd say, oh, that's all right. Just leave it. And then I would add weight. <laughs> <laughs> and these yeah. guys, these guys would look at me, you know, I'd get in the seat and I'd start pushing out that weight, more weight than what they finished with, and they just would shake their head. And <laughs> and I just I just kept doing that. And I got up to eight hundred pounds on that machine. 
Good grief. Now, the problem was, on the first push, you're holding, you're holding yourself into the seat with these, you get, your hands are gripping these bars, you're holding yourself down. And the first push, I would literally crack my spine, you know, like you crack your knuckles. Hmm. And I, I started, yeah. started telling uh, a friend of mine who's an, uh, one of the world's premier orthopedic surgeons, <laughs> hip and knee replacements. <laughs> uh, I started telling him about how much weight I could press with my legs. And he, he just went berserk and told me <laughs> to absolutely stop doing that. That and, and and when you do that, you bring your knees up to your chest and push out. And he he said, "Don't ever do that more than a fifteen percent incline." And by the way, just stop doing that. <laughs> so he, from his ortho, orthopedic surgery experience. Uh, let me know that I was really putting my health at risk by doing that at my age. And so I don't do that anymore, but it was a lot of fun watching these really ripped young guys just shake their head in disbelief. Yeah. All I can say is Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. <laughs> I wonder if I well, can get money for that. That's a commercial. <laughs> by the way, I got totally demoralized. There's this bicycle ride in, in Southern Indiana, which, by the way, southern Indiana is an extension of the Ozarks. You know, it's hilly, just like the Ozarks is. Not mountainous, hilly. And <clears throat> there's this bicycle ride called the Hilly 100. It's a 100 miles or so across two days. It's not a race. It's just, can you do 100 miles in two days? And uh, in the Indiana Hills. And I've done that five or six times. And there's one hill called Mount Tabor Hill. Got about an 18% incline for a quarter mile. And that is the one hill that has me psychologically smashed. I've never ridden up Mount Tabor Hill without yeah, I always have to get off and walk at some point, usually about a third of the way up. And this usually comes at the end of the second day, so you're tired anyway. So one year, I was determined to get up Mount Tabor Hill, and I was psychologically preparing myself for it. And I was at the bottom of the hill, and I started pedaling and getting my mind in shape, trying to avoid the other people who've already gotten off and started walking. And suddenly in my peripheral vision, there's this guy about 25, 30 years old, riding up in the other lane to avoid contact with anybody else. And he was going up that hill like he was on a motorcycle. Mm -mm. You know, and I looked, his thighs were gigantic and muscle-defined and so forth. And he was, he just blew up that hill. He's probably going 10 miles an hour up that 18-degree hill. And when I saw that, I was psychologically crushed. And I just got <laughs> off and started walking right then. <laughs> hey, uh, have you got the tracking number for your package? Uh, somewhere. And you sent it USPS probably, what, today yeah. or something? Or? Yeah, I don't know where that slip of paper is now. It might, okay. be in the, it might be in the car, or it might be in Jean Piaget's basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so, that means it'll be here in about uh, two and a half hours. So, the uh, on the slip of paper... It said the predicted delivery date was Friday. Okay. It'll probably be here today. And I, I sent can't it, wait. I sent it Monday. And so that's a full five working days to get 400 miles. That seems reasonable. Yeah. But if you don't get it today, do you have delivery on Saturday? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
So if it doesn't come today, it most likely will go come tomorrow. Be sure and yeah. read the instructions. I will. So NASA's SpaceX crew two astronauts are headed yes. to the International Space Station. I see they had a successful launch with with a recycle. Would you car. ever do that? Um, yeah. Well, you know, I, in my youth, I was I did skydiving. I was a, actually a member of a skydiving team. Wow. And I've done wilderness camping, wilderness canoeing, skydiving, motorcycling. And so people who are active and have outdoor activities and people who ski and go, you know, there's a certain amount of risk in all of these things. And I've always used education to reduce the risk. And I've always believed that if you train and prepare yourself and educate yourself and take responsible uh, action to reduce risk that these activities become acceptably safe. Now, would I ever want to be an astronaut? I doubt that my risk tolerance would go that high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of firsts here too in the list it says first commercial crew mission to fly two international partners first oh. commercial crew handover between astronauts on the space station as crew one and crew two astronauts will spend about five days together on the station before crew one returns to earth first reuse reuse of the crew dragon spacecraft and falcon 9 rocket on a crew mission crew dragon endeavor flew the historic demo 2 mission and the Falcon 9 flew astronauts on the Crew-1 mission. And the first time two commercial crew spacecraft will be docked to the station at the same time. And what a cool-looking capsule. And their, their spacesuits are just so styling, man. Yeah, they're kind of futuristic-looking. I'm not sure I like that design, by the way. Really? But anyway, it's kind of, it's kind of uh, science fiction-looking to me. I bet your wife likes the... I bet your wife likes the insides of that capsule. It looks so gamey, you know. You, you got your big screens in front of you, and it's like it's like playing a video game. Oh man, she's got an easy chair with a big TV and an Xbox One, and all kinds of. She's got a a headphone with a speaker in it, and uh, you know, I don't understand it, but she's she <laughs> has teams teams of people around the world that are on her combat team that try to destroy dragons or what have you. <laughs> and, and they compete with other teams, right? Yeah. And one day in the mail comes this box of how to learn Spanish books from Amazon. Ah. And I'm thinking, what in the world? Why are, why are you trying to learn Spanish? And she says, well, I've got this member of my team from Spain and he doesn't speak English so I thought I'd learn Spanish <laughs> <laughs> wow so this is it's just uh, it fascinates me that she does this um, and I'm sure it fascinates her that you do what you do oh I don't think so I think but she's, she's just, not interested she's just learned over 51 years or so just to ignore me <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see a picture of the two of you together. Have you got well, one? I do. Now the question is, where? <laughs> because <laughs> probably my, upstairs. <laughs> no, my my uh, electronic uh, filing, my electronic filing of my pictures is more or less like Jean Piaget's office. <laughs> Oh, it's a bookmark you're saying. <laughs> so I wonder well, you've seen you've seen pictures of Daniel and Dot, and you've seen pictures of Mary Joyce and I. Now we want to see one of you and your wife. And what's well, her I, name? Uh, I don't think I even heard her name. Becky. Her formal name is Rebecca. Oh. I'll look one up and uh, uh I wonder if I put one on Facebook on our anniversary. I, I'm gonna I'll bet 
somewhere on Facebook. Let me see. That might be the quickest way to find it. And you guys have been married 52 years, I believe? Uh, we got married in 69. So The year I graduated. Well, you post that in the group so we can uh, see you too. Daniel, um, are you and Dot going to go out camping this weekend? No, not this weekend because she's working. Um, but we do intend uh, when every second Saturday of the month is her Saturday off. So we tend to do just that. She just escape oh, for a little while up the coast or down the coast and go camping. But not this That's weekend. That's awesome. Over. Good for you guys. Over. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to wrap this up here. I, I'm going to get ready to go down and pick up my mail here pretty soon. So uh, I'm looking forward to this, and that's going to be uh, something I'm going to display and demonstrate at our next club meeting, along with sharing this video of John Portune. By the way, while he's checking the picture, um, admiring your pictures, Professor the Jim, on Facebook, very, oh, very you. good pictures. Eh? No wonder you. You, you're into photography. Thank you. <laughs> And okay. tomorrow morning, as a preface uh, for that episode, we're going to be interviewing Sean Story. His last name is Story. And uh, I guess it's been a, a lifelong joke on him. But he'll be sharing his story tomorrow morning. So, okay. Are you going to be here for that? Tomorrow is Friday. What? No, no this is Friday. Yeah. Saturday. Yes. Yeah, I'll be here okay. tomorrow. Okay. Here yeah. we go. The, I just posted this picture. And maybe Logan will be here tomorrow morning, too. Uh, that's your family? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice picture. Not picture. Very nice. Did, <laughs> the, did, the, did you the, just the, put that text in there yourself? Yes. <laughs> the, the two girls, the two girls are our oldest grandchildren. And oh, they, okay. They're both in high school now, so that picture's a few years back. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they're our youngest grandchildren are uh, five, you know, almost six years old, and these are our oldest grandchildren who are both in high school now. Okay. Love this was this picture was made <clears throat> one Thanksgiving when everybody gets together and I make family pictures. Okay. Neat. Well, that your phrase on there reminds me of what I'm waiting to say to someone who makes a big deal of masks. <laughs> Here we are on the other side. <laughs> if if I were to fart, would you smell it? <laughs> what does that tell you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did laugh. Uh, oh I of that many a time, but not. <laughs> yeah. Have you? Uh, what did you think of yesterday? Yesterday's cafe cast. We got a little out of control, didn't we? I, I found it quite hilarious. That's why I love uh, – you couldn't keep me away from these things. It's so entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim and I are waiting to see if that one goes viral. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh you just you just never know where the, this is going to go. Yep. It all depends. It all depends. <laughs> Depends on who we get in the group, who starts out with the uh, catchphrase. You know, every day I try and find a, a highlight for our title. So I think today it's going to be, it all depends. <laughs> <laughs> theoretically. <laughs> uh, theoret yeah, theoretically. You're right, right. <laughs> well, you guys have a blessed day. And uh, Jim, I'm going to be uh, enjoying this lovely 3D printed case for my nano VNA. Well, and, uh, you, you have fun with it, your 7300. If it comes today and after you've read the instructions, give me a call on the IP phone. I might be around. On the other hand, I might be out riding my bicycle. It all depends. 73, God bless. Bye bye, everybody. 73. Seven, 73, guys. Hi, this is Extra Class Amateur Radio Operator, K5DCC. I just upgraded to my Extra Class last year. You know how I did it? I used HamTest Online. Did you know that HamTest Online is the top-rated study program on eham.net? 97% of reviewers gave them 5 stars. They have more 5-star user reviews than all other study methods combined. 
and success is guaranteed. If you fail the amateur radio license exam, they will refund your subscription. It's a no-brainer. You pass the exam or get a full refund. Try it for yourself at hamtestonline.com. Hello, cafeers. Denny J here in the beautiful Ozarks of Northwest Arkansas, out in the country, 25 miles from any large city. Out here in the country, we struggle to get good internet. Maybe you have the same problem. If you live in a rural area, you don't have many options. It's either satellite or DSL or cellular. And believe me, we've tried them all. Just recently, I was more than happy to pay the penalty to get out of our satellite service. Latency was horrible. And for amateur radio communications, the delays were up to five seconds. And uh, you probably experienced what that's like. Our DSL service was also very unreliable. We rarely got the speeds that we were promised, and it kept dropping out. But now I think I found a service that we're going to love. It's called Visible.com. It's a company that's owned by Verizon and kind of a paired back service, but works beautifully for my situation here out in the country on 15 acres. Visible.com offers only one plan. It's unlimited everything. Unlimited calls, text, and internet at slightly slower speeds than their top drawer plan at Verizon. But it does use the Verizon network. Go to Visible.com and use my referral code 3November37NovemberTango. Also, to get your $40 a month bill reduced to $25, you need to be part of a party pay group. You can join me in our Digicom Cafe party. You will find the link to these things down in the show notes here, along with links to our Digicom Cafe community portal, which is a Facebook alternative. Also our Telegram community where we have text and voice chat and also our live cafe cast here in the Digicom Cafe. So get your line at visible.com. And again, use my referral code and join our party to get that bill down to $25 a month. Thank you for listening to this radio on the Rocks Cafe Cast. We invite you to join our Mighty Networks amateur radio community at members.digicomcafe.com.